Episode 326, The Rant, Karima Panesa, Part 2, The Return. It was one year and one global pandemic ago since we last spoke to one Karima. In this pod, we discuss the twists and turns that is being unofficial during the age of coronavirus, what she's been up to, and what she will be doing when things return to normal. All that and more, Part 2, Karima, on The Rant, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rent. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest via Roswell, New Mexico, wondering if there's UFOs, aliens, or something of that nature, and whether if it's going to be hot or cold now. But part two, the return, uh, certified basketball official, and probably um, not getting a lot of sleep, because, or do you get a lot of sleep? I don't know. You tell me. Karima Panesa, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so happy to speak to you. I haven't talked to you in a very long time. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It has been a while. Um, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, this coronavirus thing. Um, that started off like a year ago and everything is completely weird. And I know that last time we spoke, you had a lot of aspirations to get um, just an officiating to the college level and then going as far as you can. Um, it's been a while since we spoke, so I'm, I'm very excited to catch up with you. But obviously the coronavirus has happened and it put a lot of things on hold. I know for me, just the update on me, I had my first game yesterday and I'll tell you, it was really weird. I just, I just wasn't even used to being on the court. I haven't even thought about refing basketball in a while, but, um, just in terms of the coronavirus, how have you been holding up? How's your family holding up? And, um, going back in March, when was the moment that you took all of this really serious? Well, like the coronavirus at first, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is just where it came out of the blue. Um, I had just finished my season. And by the time the state championship was happening, it was everybody was emailed. We're like, we're sending everybody home. All the alternates are leaving. There's no fans in the stands. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, can you imagine working the state tournament? Like nobody but the players and Mm -hmm. a coach. And 
so now like all the camps were canceled, everything we've been doing, meetings via Zoom. Like throughout the summer, we had a lot of like meetings, but now I've been going to college games with some officials that I know that are doing the NCAA and it's so crazy. There's some schools that are like, no, you can only have like season passes. We're only allowing, allowing people with season passes. There's some like colleges that are like, okay, we can do 50%. That's it. But for high school, the schools here are starting to open up, but they're only doing like one or two days a week starting, I believe this week. Mm -hmm. And then if everything goes well, like there's no cases, nobody gets sick or anything, then they're going to open up full capacity and right now we have a like tentative schedule of starting next month for basketball. Mm. But as of right now, it's we we don't have a for sure like we're going. We're all just waiting to hear like how opening schools go. So it really just depends on that for us here right now. So when was the last time you were on the court? Oh shoot! The last time I was on the court was right before playoffs began last season. Mm. So it's been a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a super while. Yeah, just about a year. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the first time I did it. So I've been doing flag football um, all summer. But, um, I mean, that that to me is, it's not, it's informal. Like, it's not serious to me. The game that I had yesterday was like a a real varsity game. And it just was like, I I forgot so much. You know, it was like, I was so rusty. Um, Oh, yeah. Just uh, in terms of this whole time of, of the pause, what do you think you learned about yourself? Um, it's definitely given me like the ability to be more flexible because, you know, you have this pandemic thrown at you. Everybody's like essentially like so confused and it's definitely given me a lot more patience towards people too. Mm. I work in the food industry as well. So like customers come in, they're grumpy, they're mad, you know, nobody, you know, they don't want to wear a mask or they don't agree with something, you know, so it's definitely giving me more patience towards, you know, those disgruntled people and the ability to just adapt to change, which is really, has been really hard for me because I didn't like change. You know, I'm a routine person. I like Mm. my days planned, everything planned out, but it's definitely given me that, okay, you can't plan every aspect of every single day. You kind of have to just go with the flow and, you know, trust the process a little bit. Yeah. How much has, where you are, Roswell, New Mexico, how much has it changed from the beginning of the pandemic to how it is now? Because, you know, I'll just tell you from, and I'm pretty certain that you know from just watching the news, especially in the beginning, you know, New York was hit super hard in the beginning. And we were like the first one to really close. And then um, I want to say around the summertime, maybe like Memorial Day, everyone was kind of just being like, you know what, I'm frustrated and we're going to figure it out. But at the same time, the cases were going really down. And then I'd say around October was when everything started ramping up. And now it's to the point where we're just super frustrated. So even though it's probably as bad as it was before, now we're just learning to just coexist with it. And, you know, I I think everyone is just kind of like trying to point blame of this is the reason why this is that. Remember, this is like something that has never happened before, at least for us in our lifetime. So, of course, we're not going to know how to respond to that. So I don't really think that there's anything to blame um, but you know, it's a tough thing just juggling the economy, juggling the health and, you know, everything is just completely awry. But how much has where you are, how much has it evolved over time from the beginning of the pandemic and now a year into it? 
Um, well, like at the thing, everything was shut down, mask mandate, glove mandate, everything. Like our our store, we like the dining room is still closed. Like we opened up for the inside for probably about like a month and a half, I want to say. And then we had to shut the like inside of our restaurant down. So you can only go through the drive through mm. and there's like restaurants here. There, a lot of them are still closed. They allow carry out so you can call them and then they'll bring the food out to your car or they have tents set up outside their restaurants in the parking lot. And you're allowed to go and eat in the tent, but mm. you can like, there's only like 10% of people that are allowed in there. Um, Walmart was shut down for a while. They would only allow, I forget the percentage, but there's typically a line outside Walmart all the way down, you know, the entire length of the building, people waiting to go into Walmart because they were only allowing certain, like a certain number of people to go in at a time, like stores. I think Target was only allowing 25 people in Target at a time, Hobby Lobby, same thing. So that was kind of like the middle, but now it's every, like they're opening up a little bit more, but the restaurants here still aren't, everything's kind of, everything's still up in the air, but we're working towards reopening like fully here Mm. in Roswell at least. Mm. Now, in terms of the officiating piece, do you think it's changed the way you feel about the craft? I know that you're still tagging along and going to those games and trying to soak up as much as you can on top of the Zoom calls that you've been attending since you haven't been on the court. But do you think um, your mindset has changed of it being a priority now? Or are you just just brimming to go back on the court? Um, I mean, I've had, like, because of the Zoom calls, I've met a lot more people across the state in New Mexico. And um, I've even met some people that the organization is called Sports Officials Surrendered. Mm. And I've met a lot of, officials that they get together on Monday night and we'll just, we'll talk, you know, we'll have a little Bible study and then we'll just talk like what's going on. Like, are you guys ready to, you know, get on the court? So I've appreciated the zoom calls a little bit more in the aspect of Roswell is a really small town and I've been able to meet and get to know officials in Albuquerque or, you know, across New Mexico, wherever they are on the zoom call, I've been able to, watch their presentations and learn about, you know, how they're calling and how they see the game and learn from some of the top officials in the state of New Mexico that maybe I never would have met unless I go to a state tournament or unless I go to Albuquerque and watch some games up there, spend some time up there. But because of the Zoom, I've been able to meet them and really, like, see their point of view and just get this kind of trying to think how to word this right, but get the same kind of information to Mm -hmm. absorb from Mm -hmm. high school officials that are, you know, higher than me. And, but being able to do that, you know, over the zoom and not on the court. So it's more personal, I want to say, because, you know, we're all zoom It's you know, we're in our house, you know, just chilling on a Wednesday night or whenever the meeting is. And so for me, it's given me, like, yes, I miss the court. Yes, I miss everything. But it's given me the opportunity to really focus on the basics and go back and really focus on the rules and study the rules and, you know, focus on court coverage and terminology and all that instead of just 
you know, getting on the court and refing a game. Mm. Now, at least for me too, like I said, I, I was doing flag football uh, a lot during the pandemic and I was doing basically no basketball. And I think about baseball coming up for me, I feel just at this point in time, I feel more comfortable doing those outdoor sports. Is this something that you've have become more expansive in your mind where you would consider doing another sport like softball or soccer like that? I did, I was a scorekeeper for baseball and softball, but soccer was my sport outside of basketball. You know, I did, I did some volleyball, but I never really got into volleyball. Mm -hmm. That's just not my thing. It's never been my thing. But um, outside of basketball, I was a soccer official. I was doing all the way up to U19. But here in New Mexico, it's, it's real funky. Like, and as, as I said, it's so uncertain what's going to happen, but they're doing like five sports at the same time. So we kind of like officials that did different sports, we kind of have had to choose in a way, you know, which sport is more important to us and what we feel like we have, at least for me, this is for me, I had to choose because like basketball, wrestling, volleyball, football, and, and soccer are all going on at about the same time right now everyone's practicing. So I know it's been hard for some of the kids to some of the high school kids that I've known. They're like, yeah, I had to give up baseball because I want to play basketball. I'd have a better chance at a scholarship or whatever, you know, sport that they had to give up one that they love for another one that they love. So it's been really hard on everybody on both sides. Mm. So if, if it wasn't as funky as it was, what would you rank um, the sports that you'd want to do? You'd still want to do basketball, then soccer in terms of ranking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Now, also as an athlete, I'd be interested to know if you were in high school and you had to, I guess, decide from these from from what sports to play. If it was all happening at the same time, what would you choose? Would you choose soccer? Uh, well, I actually have never played soccer. Mm. Like I and at first, like how I got into refing was the rec center. One of my buddies was like, "Hey, you know, I ref soccer on the weekends, and I'm making an extra." 15 bucks a game for like rec center soccer. I was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. It's extra money, whatever. And then, you know, starting from there, I really, like, I just, I fell in love with it. Like soccer, I couldn't play soccer, but I would still pick basketball, but I still had that rodeo, you know, on the weekends and on the side too. I remember. (laughs) In high school. Um. So it is starting up next week, and I'll tell you just from the experience. Of, so I'm not doing public school here, and I'm not doing any college games. I'm only doing Catholic League only in Long Island. So it's like the vicinity of where I live, and there's only like eight teams. So for me, it's easy. You know, I don't got to go that far. I don't have to go to New York City or anything like that. Um, I also hear from the public school, it just doesn't seem like there's a unified guideline for things like some people are wearing masks, some people aren't wearing masks. So I just really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if, it's, and there's been a lot of cancellations. How do you think that if you could predict, how do you think that this is going to go? Do you think it's going to be successful? Do you think that there's going to be a lot of cases they're going to have to shut down? Or are you expecting that? What are you expecting also how to feel when you are indeed on the court? Um, I mean, right now, like my mindset is I'm so hopeful. I'm praying that we get back on the court. You know, I really want to get back to it, get back to some normalcy kind of. 
But at the same time, you know, I'm also prepared for that email saying, hey, everything's a no-go. Like, we're not mm. we're not playing. Because right now, that is, like, the reality. They've, they already canceled baseball and softball. Wow. So that's not happening right now. So everything is it's still up in there. So you can't really be like, Oh, we're going to open up, you know, yeah, we have a tentative start date and they're practicing right now, but you know, everything can change in a week. We've had, you know, in the past month, we've had everything that we were told changed 20 times, mm. you know, just going back and forth because nobody really knows what's going to happen. And, you know, as far as like, is there going to be more cases? I, I honestly, I don't know. You know, if you think like a normal season, when you first get to school, you know, how many kids go home sick, you know, or how, you know, just regular sicknesses, this isn't a regular sickness, but, you know, you kind of have to have that mentality that, okay, this could change again. You know, my whole schedule could, is subject to change, you know, and they're like in Texas going to these college games, there's some schools that they're, they're like, yeah, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. We don't care. And then there's yeah. other schools that are like, you have to wear the mask onto the court but the players and the officials can take off the mask the coaches and everybody else media everybody has to wear a mask right unless you're an official and a co and a um, player on the court you know but um like in colorado i was watching one of my buddies ref a high school game there and the players the coaches everybody in the gym officials everybody's wearing a mask while they're playing so right now what we have in stated in the emails is that we're going to have to wear a mask Everybody's going to have to wear a mask. Um, uh, we're not sure about fans right now, but as far as like when you, if we get on the court, you're going to have to wear a mask. Mm. Now, in terms of that, uh, is that something that has absorbed in your brain that you're going to have to wear a mask? Have you tried to practice it? Because uh, I'll tell you what, I tried it yesterday, and I think like there was 14 minutes left in the pregame. And I could just see the clock winding down. And I was trying to figure out, like, do I wear no lanyard? Do I wear a lanyard? Then I had this, this like, plastic thing uh, that kind of makes it go, give you the ability to breathe better. But it just wasn't working out. So what I ended up doing was wearing a lanyard, and I pushed the whistle out so I was able to blow the whistle. Um, but, it, you know, it just it, it's, still, it's still very difficult because you're fussing with it, you're trying to referee, and on top of just being rusty. Um, have you, have you tried to figure out what you're going to do with the mask? Are you, are you have that squared away? I mean, I've been, I've been working out in a mask. Mm. Like whenever I go on my run or mm. a bike ride, you know, I'll be wearing a mask. So that aspect of it is a little bit easier for me, but I haven't started, you know, the whistle with the mask. And I mean, here they've been, they've given us the option of, you know, the, mask with the whistle pocket i don't know if you've seen yeah, those yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like looks like a little beak coming out yeah yeah and then you just fit the whistle in there essentially mm-hmm. and then put it back in your mouth you know that way but um no as far as practicing with the whistle all i've done is just cardio with with the mask on to kind of get used to that yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what your experience is when you indeed go back to the court in terms of the pandemic was there any interest that tickled your fancy? Was there anything that you learned new um, while this was all happening? I know for me, I think about referee rent. I don't even know how I made this while I was refing because now I just have all this time in the world to just make it. But at the same time, I can't believe I was able to continue with referee rent because, you know, at the time when it first started, 
there was no such thing as refing. So I was like, man, what am I going to, what am I going to write about? What am I going to make a podcast about when everyone literally is inactive? Um, did you pick up any new hobbies or any interest while the pandemic was raging on and there was no basketball to officiate? Um, well, you know, I've, I've always crocheted like here and there. I've done like half stuff for like some people that like in the family for gifts or Christmas, but I've started, you know, really crocheting a lot more. I've made stuffed animals. I've made hats. I've made blankets, you know, clothes for people, baby clothes, you know, some just cozies, some, you know, you name it. I'm just trying to find new stuff that I can, you know, sit and watch the meeting or, you know, just here sitting on the couch and just crochet a lot more because, you know, we do have that extra time now. So I've definitely kind of, increased my abilities in that craft and you know just appreciated family a lot more that's Mm -hmm. been a big thing for me is I'm 558 miles away from my mom and dad in Colorado my brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters and you know so definitely appreciated you know calling home and you know just having that ability to you know pick up the phone and dial home and I actually I traveled home for Thanksgiving and for just a couple of days, it was it was fun. It was good to see them and come back. But I've definitely appreciated, you know, families that you have, and you know, even the family, the extended family that I've met here and kind of adapted is, you know, just appreciated them a lot more. And you know, we always get too busy. We're like, oh, you know, I'm just too tired. I'm coming yeah. up with an excuse. I can't come hang out. Mm-hmm you know, or whatever your reasoning is, but I've definitely appreciated, you know, quality time, like turn off the TV and play a board game or play a card game. Mm -hmm. A lot more, do a puzzle. Back to the officiating piece of it. Um, I know for me, the pandemic has made me, same thing like you, it has definitely made me closer to my family. I feel like I'm home for the first time. Um, I could just be around uh, my kids. Um, In terms of, I guess, refing, you know, I think about it, the schedule that I'm taking now, I'm taking closer games. I'm taking games that are five minutes as opposed to driving two hours to Westchester County to do a city game. Um, is that something that you've also thought about that maybe you want to do games that are more local to where you are as opposed to going far? Or does that not matter when everything is back to normal? Uh, well, Roswell is relatively close to everywhere else. I mean, I might have to drive like an hour. But um, as far as driving, I haven't really thought about, like, oh, I don't want to travel. Uh, we were told that we're pretty much going to officiate five nights a week. So it's, there's going to be a lot of games. I know there's a lot of officials that, because of their age or their health concerns or, you know, some of them medically can't wear a mask or, you know, whatever the case may be, that they are choosing to opt out of this season so there's going to be a lot of ground to cover in a way because of those people that you know they're sick or they're hurt or injured or whatever or they're like hey this is a good time for me to take a step back and you know just take a season off and so for me it's I I don't mind traveling to cover games or stuff like that because that's just I've always been that way and you know helping out the officials that way it's i i really don't know how it's going to look this year though yeah yeah they're yeah. thinking like usually they rent out what's called the pit in albuquerque it's a big mm-hmm. facility there and they go there and that's where they have the state 
championship. But this year, like right now, tentatively, they were thinking the state tournament is going to be, you know, the higher seed hosts the game like in their home gym. So I don't, I, I really don't know how traveling is going to work up, how, you know, the tournaments are going to work up anything at this point. Mm. Now, listen, I know that you were just talking about your Zoom calls and how you were able to expand your network of officials um, across the country and even in your local area. Um, talking about the officials that you already were in network with during the season before the pandemic, have you been in touch with them and how are they holding up? Oh, yeah. I'm the like the group leader here in Roswell and a couple of other officials. We have a group chat. We're talking all the time like Snapchat or just text, you know, we're always, you know, just checking in on each other. Like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, what's new? Are you guys okay? Like, do you need anything? And then even the officials from Alamogordo, some officials down there, I'm still in contact with, you know, we'll message once a week or, you know, whenever we can. And even some officials from Colorado, like, I don't know if you remember, but Kevin Nelson, like we, we talk all the time, you know, we'll just, send a message or you know it could just be like a funny little clip that we send on you know Facebook or whatever but we're still we try to a lot more you know really connect with officials on a different level now I think there's more I've seen more people like are you okay like how are you holding up checking in on people's like mental and emotional state and as well as their physical but you know during the season it's typically like you know just small talk before the game then yeah. you get right to it but mm-hmm. now it's more of a I'm genuinely worried about are you okay like what can I do to help do you need anything so it's definitely I've seen officials grow closer because it's more of that family aspect now and we appreciate everybody a lot more because of the changes and everything mm. speaking of those changes with those zoom calls now it seems much more normal for us to do those things and you're right. It does give us the opportunity to expand our network and also still stay close, even though you know some people are from out of state or or the like. Um, do you think that when everything is back to normal, that instead of like association meetings, board meetings, instead of them being in person, do you think that it's going to be more on the Zoom? And is that something that you're going to accept or would you rather have the face to face? Because I know me, I'm a social butterfly. I'd like to see people in person. What do you think? Um, I mean, for like the local associations, like our meetings, I would love to go in in person. I mean, we've had one in-person meeting before Christmas time that um, the Roswell Association, we got together and we had an in-person meeting. But as far as like Zoom meetings, I would love, like I've loved these Zoom calls with the NMOA and on, you know, Wednesday nights or Monday nights or whenever it is. And we're just breaking down film or we pick a topic and that's what we're talking about. And it's just little like shop talk like we're just at the chalkboard just bouncing ideas off or somebody does a presentation about the court coverage or somebody does a presentation on drives to the basket or whatever like I've loved those and just that opportunity to learn and really dive in and expand on your knowledge of the game not just your ability to play call and call the game on the court you know you're able to really dive in and do the rules and everything I would love to continue zoom calls like with the entire you know, NMOA during the season, I think that would be a great way for like more unity throughout, you know, the state and the different associations, you know, being able to just have that communication with different officials throughout the state and really, you know, learn and grow together 
maybe, you know, not even, we don't even have to do it once a week during the season because we all get so busy, mm-hmm. but, you know, have it like once every two weeks or once a month or, you know, whenever it may be during the season. But I think it's been a good thing to have all the officials come in on a Zoom call and just talk and just take a presentation from different associations throughout the state of New Mexico and have them present, you know, their own way. I think it's been a definite ability to grow for newer officials and veteran officials. Mm. What would you consider yourself now? More of a veteran official, even though you haven't been on the court? I think you are. I would hope so. <laughs> you know, I, ho- I hope I could help. Like if it's a first year official, I yeah. hope I could, you know, have the answers to the questions and, you know, really be a person that they're like, all right, you know, I can, I can bounce stuff off her. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. At least, you know, that, that might be a little bad if, you know, I couldn't do that. So I do want to apologize for not sending you a clip and a picture for, for myself, but I know that you just recently made a referee clip. Just talk about how that got created and what developed and then just putting that out there. Well, you know, TikTok is not a big thing. A lot of people are doing it. And um, I saw this TikTok of a hockey team that all the players, they did a video. They were all walking in front of the camera, slow motion in their suits and like, their styles before the game like what are you wearing to the game how is your team showing up to the game and it was a really cool video like it turned out awesome so I sent it to some officials and I was like dude we gotta recreate this like that would be so cool that would be a fun way to show you know the different sides of officiating instead of just you know what everybody else sees on the court and so I sent it to some people and some people were like, I'm not going to videotape myself walking in front of the camera. I said, no, just send me pictures, like send me pictures of you on the court, off the court. Like if you want to show up to the pregame, if you want to show me like your jacket or whatever, just send me whatever you have. I'll put it together. And it really turned out great. And I even had, I had some other female officials send me pictures after I had posted the video. So I want to make a second video of like, female officials just to show you know the female official side to maybe recruit more female officials to show that you know it's it's fun it's awesome it's cool like you know just kind of showcase both sides but no it was kind of like just a little fun thing but it was it was really fun to create and I wouldn't mind making some more yeah, listen, that's anything to uh, further our game and to drum up more interest. Um, do you feel like you've met people in the field right now of just the benefits of refereeing now that you've had a lot of time to at least promote the game? Uh, yeah, I've had some people, you know, add me on Facebook because um, Crowd Rest shared the video. Mm-hmm. And I've had some people message me saying, hey, you know, I'm speaking at this conference or I have this and I have that that I'm going to be speaking at. Is it okay? Like, can you send me a copy of the video? You know, I'll show some people, you know, maybe we can get more people that way. And so that's been really cool to see, you know, and I always thought of you because I was like, that's, you know, that's really cool, you know, just throwing something out there and then having it come back and people being like, oh, that's awesome. Like, can I get in on the next one? Like, can I send you pictures for the next one? Or are you making another one? So it's been, I've got to meet a lot more people that I was like, this is awesome that, you know, I didn't know before. Yeah. Listen, next time uh, you you do make the clip, I'll be ready next time. Um, and shout out to Paul right. crown refs, my man, uh, he's doing his thing. And, and listen, it's such a wonderful thing. Um, not just for, you know, for me, he's, he's doing such a great thing for the basketball community. Um, my final question to you is 
When do you think that all of this is just going to be, there's going to be fans at the pit at a state championship game. You're going to be doing the game and you're not going to be wearing a mask and everything's going to be the way it used to be back to when it was episode 39 and you know, you and I were both back in the circuit and we were just reffing all the time. When do you think it's going to be back like that? If you had to guess. Oh man, I, uh, I, I really, I think to be safe and not sorry that it's going to be at least this season. We're going to keep it the whole season. If we have this season, it's going to be mask mandate, everything all mm-hmm. the way through mm-hmm. just to be safe and not sorry. Um, but you know, optimistically speaking, hopefully by the time next season rolls around, you know, we'll have summer camps. Everything will be going, you know, normally in the summer and then next season we'll be able to open everything back up. If best case scenario. Yeah. I hope so too. And and I, my, my guess has always been the same. I think summer 2022 is when everything's going to get back to the way I guess it is. But at the same time, I feel like this is all like super normal now, right? Like just wearing a mask and just not m- many people around and just, cause it's been a year. So it's, I don't know. It's like normal yeah. life now. Um, yeah. And are you missing the crowd? Like, <laughs> Did you ever think that you would like actually miss people yelling at you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that the game was live streamed. Um, and, and I'll full, like full disclosure. So I coach a, a local volleyball team and the team that I, I reffed yesterday was the basketball team where I coach. And, you know, in normal times, it'd be like a super conflict of interest, but there was no fan. So there wouldn't be a fan where they would say, oh, you're being, you know, partial to this team it did still feel weird because, you know, you just, and, and I think that's something that people don't never understand with referees. Like if we make a mistake and, you know, we're embarrassed because of that, it's like, we, we feel that too. Like you, you're just compounding upon it, but you know, you're completely right. I do miss those fans uh, in there. And I wish it, cause you know how it is out here in New York city. It's, it's crazy. And, and I'm, listen, the pit too, the pit is crazy when, when there's a state championship and everything's going on. Um, but listen, I, I hope we're just happy that we can get back on the court. Right. Just some some sense of like just getting involved in doing things, but you know what I want to do? I want to add on when it when is your next game? When is that game that your first game? Uh, we don't know right now. It's you know the date that we have for a tentative start time is subject subject to change. It really all depends on how this week goes opening up the school. Okay, you know, so right now we're just waiting on the for sure. Go ahead, get the scheduling. Let's you know mm-hmm. get the ball rolling. So right now it's a you're allowed to start here, but let's just see how, you know, opening up the schools go for, for now. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to hold off to see if you can get a referee experience and then we'll add on top of that. But if you don't, then we'll just get an update on that and we'll put it up there. But any final words you want to say before we part ways? I always thank you. Um, you're an inspiration for all of us out here officiating, especially with all the things that you do and how, how enthusiastic you are in the game of officiating. Yeah, no, just thank you for this opportunity and everything that you're doing. And, you know, like you already shouted out, Paul, you know, thank you for everything that Crowd Rest mm-hmm. is doing to help people, especially during this pandemic. I know I've relied a lot on their podcasts and their videos, you know, throughout all this. And, you know, hang in there to everybody out there that, you know, might be struggling with not being on the court or the uncertainty of the time. Yeah, 100 percent. And uh, we'll, we'll try just keep me updated if you have a game. For Karima Panesa, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace.